Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy. We have such a great uh, episode for you today, although I will admit I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, I did have Steve Martin uh, booked for the show, which I thought was going to be very exciting. You may have heard of him. He's uh, uh, been uh, touring as a stand-up comedian for many years, also a fine actor, uh, a banjo player. Uh, But Steve Martin was booked for the show, and then he canceled. He said he felt threatened. Uh, He said it wasn't worth the risk coming on my show, and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, And then he sent me a voicemail that he received yesterday. And uh, Matt, could you cue that up? Yeah. yeah, here we go. Bro, who do you think you are? Huh? Steve Martin? The man with two first names? You do not go on cashing in. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? You know who this is? Let me put it this way, okay? Let me put it this way. You are that far away from making Yogi Bear really good. Oh, I've seen Cheaper by the Dungeon. Oh, I've seen it. And Cheaper by the Dungeon, too. You think you can do Spanish Prisoner and get away with it? No. I know. Don't do Cashing in with T.J. Miller, Steve Gernblanzen. Oh my God! I think so, that was good. So that, so that was the 
that was the uh, message which Steve Martin received, Matt, and I can understand why he'd be a little intimidated by that and not come on the show. I don't know who. I'm so disappointed. I mean, first, first we have people sabotaging me down at the Indian restaurant, and now we've got. Uh, of course, no one wants to come on the show because you just won't stop talking, uh, Matt. Just, just constantly blabbering, and, and now this. I just feel like. Uh, well, the good news is, whenever we have a cancellation, it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does, we have one of my best friends and he comes on the show so it's so exciting tj miller's here with us tj it's how you me, doing tj miller how TJ, are you thanks hear, for having did me did you on. hear the tape what do you think you about know, that I did. who would do that i don't know and i certainly wouldn't look towards the end of the tape for maybe that person forgetting that he had the modulator on and taking it off before he hung up and saying something <clears throat> yeah yeah I'll, I'll, maybe i'll have to listen to it again no, at i wouldn't some point. i wouldn't you don't think so i would never yeah, maybe Not I'll ever. just let it go. I'll just let yeah, it go. Yeah, I would guy. just... Do you want me to play it back right now? No, 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 Matt. You know, I wanted to say a couple magical things about Matt today. Maybe some secret whispers <laughs> to start off the show. Even before the triple banger, you know, just... Matt, you just... I like your hair lately. <laughs> it is. It's a new length, you know? Uh, I think you always wear innovative t-shirts. <laughs> you do. He's wearing yeah. a, a t-shirt with a... Uh, it's a bicycle, but it has moose antlers as handlebars. That's innovative. <laughs> so Matt, those are my secret whispers for you. But well, yes, never nice. play that. Never play that message again, please. Well, I'm a little bummed. I thought Steve Martin would be fun, but it's great that you were able. But you know to what? He's him. not fun. Yeah. He actually isn't fun, and he doesn't return calls. I've heard. So let's stop talking about him. Okay. No one cares. He's All just right, an buddy. art critic now. All right, buddy. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to this episode. We have so many great things planned for this one. And uh, T.J. Miller, I just want to let you know, before mm-hmm. this episode mm-hmm. started, mm-hmm. Um, I actually did some air quotes. This entire episode is in air quotes. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. So everything we're saying is sort of like, eh. Yeah. The yeah. entire episode. So, well, I, okay. So, uh, but in particular, do you know what's in air quotes? What triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round? round. one. Uh, triple banger lightning round. <laughs> quotes. <laughs> Question number one: Which movie would have made a better theme restaurant? Breakin' Two, Electric oh, boy, Boogaloo. These are, oh, these are so hard. Or City Slickers, Legend of Curly's Gold. Oh. Can I hear the options again? Well, the options are break into and electric me, boogaloo. Before, and, and I'm going to ask you to say them one more time again. Mm-hmm. But I just let me just say that sometimes you saying the titles of longer movie titles mm-hmm. to me is is one of my favorite things. So just Why can I hear it? them back. Well, okay. you just say them like an announcer. Hello. Okay. Which movie would be See, better you're putting it on? Now you're putting it on. It feels like you're dancing. Word bird contest. <laughs> Coming up in half an hour, maybe I'll call you. Turn up the sound and stump on the ground. <laughs> We've got two choices for a better theme restaurant: Break Two, Electric Boogaloo, or City Slickers, Legend of Curly's Gold. I mean, I think Break Two. Electric Boogaloo, but only because, and I just love hearing you say that because it rhymes <laughs> so funnily. Uh, you know, I think that it's, you want to see breakdancing more than you want to see anything else out of City Slickers. It's just breakdancing is so universally cool. Everybody likes watching it. That if you had a theme restaurant where you were eating and, oh man, you know, it's 
I mean, that would be great. Every like, why why don't they have that? They have Ed DeBevix in these fifties diners where they get up and dance on the table every half hour. Why not have a break dancing theme okay, restaurant? Break dancing theme restaurant. But Legend Curly's Gold, you could have you know curly fries. It could be like a steakhouse. I mean, are you really putting? Are you sort of pitting curly fries? <laughs> Up against the concept dancing. of break dancing, not dancing. Break dancing. Break dancing. While you're, you're actually going to say here, you're going to say, well, there is a point to be made. Now, I realize break dancing is universally <laughs> heralded fries. and is one of the coolest <laughs> things, not just the coolest dances, the coolest things that a person can do or watch or see. But have you considered the fact that the word curly is curly. in the movie and also in a type of fries. The word curly. And have you had them? Usually they're spiced. They're better. <laughs> if you have the option, you take... Arby's basically is only curly It's fries. all about the food for me, buddy. But it's it, about the food. It's not on, about the man. gimmicks. Okay, then listen. You have Boogaloo Stew, okay. which is just a delicious jambalaya-based dish. <laughs> okay? All the food's electric. You know what I'm saying? All right. It is. It just, it's just—it's—it's electrified. It's all cooked on an electric grill. Thank That's what God they say. You brought some good things to the table on that one. Thank God we don't Thank have you. Steve Martin here. Well, he is an icon. Triple is, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question two. Two, 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 two. two. Vowels. Isn't it time to give Y a full-time position? <laughs> I mean, how long does Y have to wait? Is it not? That's not considered a vowel. Not really. It's, it's like a constant. Of, it's I like think he's sort doing of double duty. Sometimes. So you're saying let's have him stop doing double duty and just let the Y do one or the other. Yeah, I mean, and let's open it up to other letters for God's sake. This has gone on long enough. How exclusive a club are you going to have? It's like it, it's very <laughs> exclusive. It's like you know what? Vowels would be very anti-gay marriage. They're very exclusive. Well, why? I don't understand. Let's open it up. Let's add some vowels. This is getting ludicrous. You want to add more vowels? This is horseshit. (laughs) It's lack of vowels. And that's what I said in elementary school. I said, this is horseshit. I thought thought the question was going to be, vowels, isn't it time to hit the bricks, kids? (laughs) Kick them to the curb. No more vowels? We don't need them. Why? Because well, the Torah, right? I mean, I know nothing about Jewish culture, but I think there are no vowels in you know their their holy scripture. Is that right? Or <laughs> at least the there punk. are less vowels, or at least they pronounce them with a. Okay. Mm. But I, all I know is you can if you read a if you read a sentence with no vowels. Watch, I'm going to write one down right now. Okay. Here it is. All right. Okay. 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 All right. What does that say? W S S H C T. What is? What are the words? Wushkatu. This is a word with no vowels. It just right. has a vowel taken out. What is it? Was. Was. This is a tough game. I mean, this is. This we're didn't we're work now losing all. the banger out of the triple banger. Okay, look, 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 look. Hold on. Oh, this is supposed to be an E. All right, hold on. Was, <laughs> Wait, you messed it that up. That was my fault. Okay. All right. I, I didn't know I'd have it. Here it is. Okay. At the bottom. Was she cute? Yes. Yeah. No vowels. It was just W S S H C T, and I want to say that took longer than necessary, Reading but it still did not prove my point. Re- 
<laughs> Reading that was a total waste of both our time, Matt's time, because he briefly glanced over. It wasn't a lot of time. I'd say it was about a second. <laughs> and then the time of those listeners those that listeners. had to hear me. And yeah. I apologize to each and every one of you, except for Rodney. You know who you are. Stop touching yourself after 9 p.m. <laughs> Triple banger lightning round. Question three. Chanting. Not just for monks anymore? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Why aren't we all chanting? Why is it they're more just general? First of all, if you're in an airport and you're waiting in line and you're getting upset, it would help to chant. But if you chant in public, there's a stigma around it. Don't you agree? I agree with you. Maybe you're not clear on what chanting is. <laughs> is that is that was a chant? I mean, I don't think so. I agree with you. No, a chant is like you know. I mean, some chants obviously are like, um, oh. but you know the the chant that I'm talking about that I think there's a real stigma about in public is big tits, no hips, big tits, no hips, big hips, no tits, big hips, no tits. And that's if you want to do a longer extended version. I yeah. say flip flop them. Well, you know, this is more of a practical living in the modern age. But I don't understand why more people who can't sing and people you you can't sing, dude. Well, you know what to say. I was chanting. I wasn't singing. That's a good call. Yeah, that's what I'm going to start doing. Or you say, uh, you know, that's how I learned how to talk. (laughs) So I'm sorry. My parents (laughs) taught me that singing was talking and talking was singing. And boy, when I have a real heart-to-heart talk with somebody, it's difficult to connect with them. Because I'm sitting there going, do you think you're going to make it through the night? You seem muffled down to me. Yeah, you, right? I've seen you do that. Yeah. I've seen you do that, yeah. I'm just saying, if you teach a kid to sing when they should be talking and to talk when they should be singing, then when they have a real talk with someone, it's going to be hard because they'll be singing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to move along to the... Hold on. Where, I, got, I got an answer. Oh, okay. The, the, the oh. Hebrew alphabet has no vowels. The Hebrew alphabet has no vowels. Sometimes the vowel, the vowel sounds are written as dots under the letters, but they aren't necessary. But that's the okay. thing. You don't even so need to George Bernard Shaw knew it. I'm one step ahead then. So you're going back to revise what your original question was, and also the fact that you said vowels, shouldn't we give more vowels a chance, more letters? And you're saying you were right. I'm, say, I'm saying? saying that I actually, I'm saying, I'm, yeah, I am trying to play both sides. I think you can't do that. You're right. I can't do it. You're so right. I think I we think should have more vowels. I guess what I'm saying is I don't agree with the Jewish religion. <laughs> That's it. And, that is. Yeah, we don't want to get I guess what I'm saying is. I guess what I'm saying is I have a real problem with Jewish people and well, their and language. That is coming off. That's yeah. coming across. And that's a triple banger for the future. That's the feature for the But I want to ask where you were you? Where were you? Where were you, buddy? Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. You know, because there aren't enough there aren't enough stories that I want to tell. One day I'll tell this full story. Mm-hmm. But in Kansas City, let me just put it this way. I had some experiences. You know, th- those three brothers, they're just, you know, one of them passed away. But they, they, they were this trio of the most hilarious, ridiculous guys. And uh, and it's just so fun being with them. Like, I even forgot. Which three brothers? I haven't worked that close. The Glazers. The, it's Craig Glazer. Jack Glazer passed away, but Jeff Glazer mm-hmm. and Craig. And Jeff and Craig, they're just, you know, you wouldn't believe... 
the two of them and their interactions with Johnny Dare, who's this great DJ out there. But Craig is this like you know villain, this antihero, and he got in a fight on the radio with Johnny Dare about whether or not it was, you know, what amount of cocaine he was selling when he got busted mm-hmm. or something. Just re- I mean, that's how ridiculous these guys are. And I love it. I love being around it. But I accidentally, accidentally smoked heroin. No. Yeah. Are you serious? So that's for another time, though. We'll talk. I feel like that's time. a story we need to to. You know, I don't think I can. I think I backed myself into a corner here. But have you yeah. seen Have you seen Deer Hunter? Cash. Yeah. You have. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I can't look at you right now while I while I talk to you about this. But if you've seen it, you know that you could push a man to a certain point. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Do you remember the part uh, where they were playing Russian roulette? Yes. You remember at the end when Christopher Walken is uh, is clearly under the influence of heroin because he's been playing Russian roulette for so long? Wait, was this? I think I answered my own question, yes. and I never even asked one, Cash. Wow. So that's how bad it got. It got pretty bad. And also, there was a scene I like lose, that. There's a, there's a casino there. I lose about 15 bucks. I bring everybody to play craps. It kind of reminds me of City Sicklers, Legends of Curly Skulls. City Sicklers. I yeah, that City film. Sicklers. And that's about a bunch of guys with sickle cell anemia <laughs> who travel the country to kind of try and hash it out. <laughs> I love that film. You actually accidentally smoked heroin. I mean, I, I, I think I tried to explain to you. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a story for a future episode. For a future time. Or maybe off the air. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think in the future. Did you, did you make any uh, phone calls while you were, like, maybe to... Cash, have you seen Deer Hunter? <laughs> have you? <laughs> Do you remember when Christopher Walken tried to make the phone call back right, to Meryl right. Streep? <laughs> and he couldn't do it, Cash. He hung up. Okay. And then another guy pushed another guy All for right. the use of the phone. We won't press any th- you know, further. Because I have a Christopher reputation. Christopher Walken couldn't make that call, and I, I couldn't either. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm not going to press any further. I get, you know, I have a reputation as being too hard hitting and pushing my guest yeah. too far. Yeah, I, and uh, I, I don't know where that came from, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, too far. Um, I was just downstairs uh, at Seven Eleven. Cash and Deer Hunter. <laughs> it was around the clock for them, twenty four hours a day, just like Seven. Just wouldn't stop. Just wouldn't stop. <laughs> um, last time we left uh, after the podcast, we had a, a, a little Donny Brook with the. Uh, with the parking lot at it was a uh, yeah for, and i got I mean, to we'll see talk you. about this for the first time i got to see tj miller in a very combative situation i didn't know what to picture you know what i call and you it, went na- you went crazy on that guy i went naked on that guy yeah you went really <laughs> yeah. naked, naked when, I, crazy. when you go super crazy you on went, somebody i call that going naked on you went naked because you got to be real crazy to strip your clothes off in a Donnie Brooks situation. That's, yeah. And say, come at me. You Here's know, the scenario. This guy comes out. Uh, this has happened two or three times. Ugh. He comes out from the, I believe he's parked in front of the Indian restaurant as a valet. We yeah. don't know if he's for real or not. Oh, terribly dressed guy. And and that's, yeah. He's got pants where his shirt should be and shirt where his pants from, should be. <laughs> Which is hard to you know do. What I'm saying? It Luckily, is difficult. Yeah, you know, same you amount of limbs. get your legs through but, the yeah. armholes. Yeah, same amount of limbs. He wears uh, medium johns outside his... Uh, He'll wear he wears them on the up top. Yeah. yeah, he wears them up top. Up you ever seen a man top. who's wearing a hat that his hands come out of the top of? Yeah. That's, that's, his, that's, that's how he wears his medium johns. I believe johns. that's yeah. what I saw him wearing his I, medium Sorry, johns. I was talking to your audience, but I know you have, because you and I have been there together. <laughs> so anyway, this guy comes out, and he starts, you know, you give me money! 
You know, I mean, really, I mean, he was just screaming at us to give him money. I mean, I think he said, he said, yeah, you, you give me money, you pay me $5. Because it becomes a valet after a certain time. And, you, and we parked there before right. it was and a valet. you immediately took it to the next level of combativeness. I was so upset. I said, you, were, you are Hitler! <laughs> you are actually Hitler! <laughs> Look at your mustache! You and, killed the Jews and you took their vowels! <laughs> And he didn't know how to respond. He didn't. Now, I, I will say this, TJ. I hadn't seen you in a combative situation, and you're... I call it a wombat of situation. Yeah, it was a wombat. You seemed like a wombat, though. You, your face changed color. You were so angry. I love how quickly you're like... You were so angry, your your face turned red. Mm-hmm. You, you looked like one of those... Uh, well, popsicle you, people? You weren't facing towards me, and I don't know what you mean when you say popsicle people, and I'm positive no one else does, but I'm afraid it's going to be an old apartment type situation. Jews. <laughs> Did you just look Not that up on your the phone? Wind. <laughs> Swish. Let the wind do its job. Feel the tenderness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I don't know what you mean by popsicle people, and I, I'm going to say no one else, none of the listeners do either. Who's the kid that turns red? I mean, are you talking about the Kool-Aid man? Yes. That's a no, pop. you're not. Yeah. Are I am. you? I am. I think you're talking about something else. I am talking about the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> I don't think you are. That you're backing out of it. I, was, I think he's I was backing about, out of it. You're when not, I think Kool-Aid, we freeze our Kool-Aid at my house. Okay. That doesn't we freeze make it, any sense. We turn it into popsicles. There's no way that that's... <laughs> <laughs> and do you do it in the shape of a man? And then you take it out and you go, April, another popsicle person well, for we you? Do. <laughs> we have shapes of different friends of ours. <laughs> And we actually have a T.J. Miller shape. You don't. A popsicle shape. And it just looks and like a big we put the Kool-Aid dip. inside, we freeze it, we wait, we're very patient, and then we go ahead and we it's... eat that there popsicle. Mm-hmm. And it looks a lot like you when you're angry. Well, all right. But I, I you can't imagine. Crazy. You so got very flustered. I do like, though, even if I'm going to accept what you just said, which is unacceptable. <laughs> it's impossible for a reasonable man to accept what you just said. Even if I did accept it, I still enjoy and applaud the fact that that entire image in your head, we have p- people, our friends, we freeze the Kool-Aid. Is pop- we freeze. You just said that I offhandedly. I you like, matte you look pops- like one of those popsicle sticks. I have a matte, you know the kind. I have a Matt popsicle shape popsicle is talking, and then we have a Steve Martin popsicle. <laughs> and I didn't turn beat, beat red. I, huh? I don't know if you know this, but I turned I away from you. I bottle sticks to 12 pops. Is that true? Yeah, I do have a shape. Li- that's pop, limited yeah. edition. Yeah, I say everything is. Yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that. I mean, I'm saying I, t- I turned. I didn't you turn around. I turned away from you and put rouge all over my oh, face. Rouge and, oh. rouge and blush. Rouge and blush. That's what that was. Which is, uh, I actually just mis- to, it's just me mispronouncing it. Russian just blush. I like how you always bring costume changes for every situation. I do. Well, I turned, and then I turned back, and I was, ah! And I had put in, I had put in teeth, obviously. All that stuff. But then you also had a general's costume on. I did, and it was you know it was colonial, but I don't really I don't much care. I'll mix and match. It, it was weird. Well, it was weird in a Nissan Juke, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. In any event, you did say we're not paying you, and that was like the most angry I've ever seen you. I think. Well, I mean, it's I, I just I, I I think I was very stressed out on that particular day. In oh, general. you were, you were. And, and, so, and the other thing is, is, you know, he, it's it, the way that he didn't come over and say, Hey, you guys yeah, parked in the lot. Would you, uh, you know, it's now becomes a valet lot. Would you mind paying the $5? 
uh, you know, it's how whatever. Yeah. And and he didn't if ask. he had said that, I you know, I would have given I, him I know. five dollars. You're a nice guy. But he came over yelling. It's like, why would I not he, turn he around and combative. return it with yelling? So you yelled at him, but it was kind of a great good cop bad cop thing because you got in your car and you you yelled at him and then you drove away and I'm left. Well, because I said I said we're not paying. And he says, well, you should you should pay. I go, what are you going to do? Are you going to call a tow truck? It's not going to be here in time. You can't you, you can't make us pay. What are you going to do? Right. And he said, well, you should pay. Yeah. And I said, why? And he said, because you should. And then I just said, you know. And then you drove off. And it was a good cop, bad cop thing because it left me with some room to uh, yeah. to, to wiggle a little bit and really make him feel bad. On and if you don't know level. Cash, Cash is a, is a better good cop. Than a bag. Yeah, I was a good cop on this one. I just said, um, "You, you have a, a, a real serious anger problem, and uh, you, it's obviously eating up your soul." <laughs> and I go, "I," and I looked him right in the eye. I got pretty close to him. I go, "I feel sorry for you," <laughs> and it, it kind of. It's a good moment. I think I hurt him a little bit. What did he say? I think though? I hurt him. The whole objective is to try to hurt the other person, right? Yeah. Well, get something to think about a yeah, little bit. Him- I didn't even need to go to the "you're an embarrassment to your family" because uh, <laughs> I had that. it on you a business card and I card. gave him the I gave him the card. It was printed on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had a complimentary talk. T-shirt that said that. You and did. I drove off, and I yeah. like that it's complimentary because it's so awkward to charge somebody for a T-shirt. But here's after the thing, buddy. Here's the thing, buddy. I know. I'm going to ignore that. That you're mocking everything. I I'm say. not mocking. You come it. on my show and you mock me. I'm not mocking. You question it. the no. fact that I don't have popsicles shaped like you. I just don't think you do. That's the kind of dedication I have to our friendship. Come on, buddy. If that's true, then I'd like to listen. Share here's the thing, popsicle. TJ. We thought we had one, right? And yet, where did we park when we drove in here today? We both parked in a separate, a different We did, spot. but I think that's because we're, we're standing by our principles. Parking in a different yeah, spot? Yeah, we can't. I'm not going to park in that lot if he's going to give us okay. hell about it. Or next time we come back, we just park in the lot and we pretend like we don't know what he's talking about. Because he, you know, he won't have seen us in four or five days. <laughs> I mean, he's got a short memory. That's true. That's and true. a short DD. You know what I'm talking <laughs> hey, about. Hey, buddy, let's move it along to essential questions of human nature. Oh, this, I love this section. Yeah. This but is I a good one. You know, I, yeah. I do want to ask one essential question. Yeah. That is, do you really believe that I'm mocking you? Because I'm not. I'm just trying to... I don't to... think you're mocking me. Okay. I think that if I say one word wrong or sort of mispronounce something, mm-hmm. you jump down my throat <laughs> as if you had a shirt cannon and I couldn't breathe through my nose, I, and you shoot it in there and I suffocate on your disdain and it's anger. It's not disdain. But I, but I don't think you're mocking me. I'm trying to enjoy the fact that sometimes when you want to say city slickers, you say city sickles. <laughs> and there's comedy to be had now. <laughs> well, listen, buddy. The essential, essential questions, questions of human nature. Uh, when you come across a waitress... Uh, with a wrist guard, uh, do you? Is it impolite to order a heavy dish, or do you order something lighter? Maybe a steak on a paper plate. Because I feel guilty when I see. Steak on I, I, are you aware of what you're ordering when you come across a waitress with a wrist? I mean, guard? I hadn't thought that. You know, I think I haven't been in a lot of situations where a waitress has a wrist guard. But I think if I was, yeah, it'd be good to be. Oh, a Mr. Bit. Fancy. No, no, you just say. Yeah, I don't. I don't frequent places that employ those types of people. The limp wristers is what we call them. But yeah, no, I think you got it. Yeah, order a salad or or comment on it. Say oh, I should have gotten the double quarter pounder hamburger with the mountain of curly fries. 
<laughs> the, the mountain when, of curling. When are those breakdancers coming out? Is that how you hurt your wrist? The mountain of curling. Did curly's- you hurt your wrist breakdancing <laughs> on a handstand? The mountain of curly's gold fries. <laughs> the mountain of some curly's gold fries. Curly's gold uh, fries. And that does work, curly's golden fries. I mean, is there, is there a type of restaurant, like, is there a type of price level where it would be weird to have someone come out with a risk card? Like, you're a fancy evening where the prices are up in the 50 to $75 range? Yeah, I think That'd if you're be going strange. To, it would be weird. Have you ever seen a woman open a bottle of wine with a wrist guard? Have you? Probably it's not that type of restaurant, is have it? Have you? I think those restauranteers have their waitresses just suck it up and take the uh, risk card off. Or don't work. You yeah. can't work until your, your yeah. wrist gets better. Yeah. Kick that limp wrister to the side. Yeah, absolutely. Make her live in Bolivia. Yeah. Hey, buddy, essential question of human nature. Question two. Question What's two. the longest a girl can have to like do her hair and prepare her hair uh, before you just won't date her? Because I dated a girl that uh, I it was like I was dating her hair. It, it took two, three hours every time, it seemed like. And at a certain point, I just said... I mean, the pleasure that your hair is giving us in terms of looking great, because it looks great, is an equal <laughs> to it did, the did it look great? It I was wonderful, it. actually. It, it was amazing. beautiful hair. Beautiful. It was like its own animal or beast. Uh, it was, beast. I, may, I have a popsicle uh, of it. Of just the hair? Just the hair. It's wow. red. Um, but I said that's not worth the displeasure it's causing us and the pain that it's uh, causing us. So you have to make a choice, me or the hair. And uh, she chose the hair. That's not true, is it? Not really. I chose. I chose the breakup. You chose the breakup, but I mean, it is. <laughs> but it, you can't. You can't go out with a girl that takes too long in her hair. Can so you? that was a big part of why you broke up with her. I think no. I mean, it, you know, that's. You it was know, one of the reasons. It, it didn't help. It doesn't help when you're going out with someone that takes it two hours to get ready. No, and you know the other thing is, I, I think it's a weird. I find it weird when girls will spend time on their appearance and when they won't, you know? And also how bad they are at estimating the amount of time mm, that it takes. The estimates, yeah. It's like the estimates are if way you, off. If I, I know what it feels like to do five minutes of stand-up, and I also know when I have a bunch of stuff that I'm going to try on the road, I'll say to them, they say, hey, what are you going to do tonight, 40, 45 minutes? I'll say, no, I'm going to probably do 55 minutes to an hour. Right. Because I know that's going to be the deal. And then I'll usually come in at about 55 minutes to an hour, you know? Right. And so it's your job, if, if, you're, getting, if you're getting made up a lot, if that's a big part of your day, because t- we're talking about 30, 40, an hour's worth of two hours to get ready, you're saying? Yes. I mean that seems like you should know you should know what what amount of time you should say hey I I need about 25 minutes and then it ends up taking 40 minutes it always does and why that's is why that? what you do with my wife what I do is I say we have to be out the door by 4:15 or whatever and usually I'll I'll have added a half hour window wow okay but it still doesn't totally work we're still always late really yeah and uh so I you know I think I think it's important to make sure you don't date someone that needs to worry about their hair too much and also they have to pack light. I mean that's a big one, I, but I don't think it's as big as the hair thing because that's just a little extra suitcase. Every, sometimes, every extra bag sometimes, that you bring just owns you more than you own. But it. when I'm carrying bags, sometimes I think to myself, you know, as a modern man who doesn't really do too many manly things. This is my opportunity to really lift some weight and carry it around. 
I'm serious. That's how pathetic it's become. That's the point I'm at. I'll imagine myself as like a soldier, you know, or a caveman. Carrying rocks to the quarry. Quarry of his cave. How often... Uh, how often is too often for changing someone's facial hair while we're on the topic? I mean, I just changed mine yesterday. I think yeah, but I'm how often is too often? Because I don't think you should change it every... I don't trust people to change it every, say, three months. That's, that's more... I wonder if they're in witness protection. How long do they keep the facial hair for? Yeah, I think you have to keep your style at least three to six months. Well, there you go. But see, I, I, I'll sometimes grow a mustache one week, then shave that off, then have a beard in a, like in a couple weeks later. I'll grow a beard for a week, and then I'll shave that off. So I, I sort of change it all the time. But I, that might also be due to the fact that my... That's, I could totally do that. But my girlfriend likes a beard, and I don't like it. So I sort of compromise with her with different parts of my face mm-hmm. at different times. You know, I'll go two little cheek pockets cheek hair pockets a little bit do you ever do that cash no i don't you haven't no a cheek hair pocket yeah i I mean i don't know if that's the name but it's 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 no sideburns no goatee just the hair right there in the middle not connected to anything Hmm. sort of floating yeah sort of floating pocket so i'll do those you know floating pocket yeah floating you ever uh what would you call have you ever grown a patch do you ever grow a forehead beard I haven't done I that. Do that. I do that on occasion. Do you... A forehead beard, and then <laughs> the hair actually drapes down over my eyes. Uh, and that's something you can do if you don't have a lot of hair on your head. I don't know if you, you would bother to do that. I, a forehead beard can really... Do you shave uh, your forehead? Huh? Do of course. Sh- <laughs> I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see. It would just grow out in front of it? Yeah, it would grow straight out and down. Have you ever grown it a long amount and you know, in preparation for Halloween and gone as the thing? Or cousin it, sorry. No, I haven't, but I have gone. Uh, sometimes I'll grow out the forehead beard into a, a headband uh, and go as a track as a runner, as a track runner. Yeah, as a track runner. I like that. Yeah, as a, as a well, no, I don't grow any hair on my forehead at all. No, okay, you know? so you're not. Yeah, but yeah, I change my facial hair pretty often. So, but I think I, aren't I on the opposite end of the spectrum? I'm the guy that changes it so much that it's not a big deal. You're talking about one minute they have a beard. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Two months. You know what I'm trying to say here is, and a lot of people change their outfits a lot too. And I think, you know, some people have a distinct style, and some people their style is based on whatever is a fad in that moment or whoever they're dating. And I'm wary of those people. Someone like, say, uh, uh, and I don't dislike her, but someone like Jane Fonda seems to take on the personality or the fad of whoever she's dating yeah and you'll you know you'll see her one time she'll have a croquet stick the next time she'll have like a monocle and her new hobby is and she's had a very interesting life i'm not putting her down this is she not, obviously plays croquet and is, you, you know, know goes saying? to monopoly party. yeah exactly and then the next time she'll have a scrabble a shirt with scrabble letters with no vowels on her shirt i mean like i'm just saying that like we it's there's some people that take on the personage of the person they date. I think that's right, but aren't some people forced to do that? I mean, obviously not Jane Fonda, and you know, and you know enough about her to know. <laughs> but I think you know my, you know, I, I feel like everybody you date is going to want you to dress a little bit differently. But I also dress like a buffoon regularly. That's part of your shtick. I mean, you. you but don't, how would you describe your style? Have you always dressed the way you dress? 
Pretty much. And, you know, we talked about that shirt. By the way, that shirt that you were making fun of the a couple weeks shirt? ago. The holy shirt? The holiest shirt. of all shirts. Yeah. Um, after I got home, <laughs> this is funny. I didn't tell this, didn't mention this to you. After I got home that day, I was taking that shirt off, and it pretty much ripped in two. No. That was it. You no. jinxed my shirt. I was so pissed. I'm just sad to say. And pretty much, the, that was it. That was the final day of that shirt. I mean, maybe even the shirt clothes. finally had the courage to I will wear clothes. shirts till they fall off my body if if I like them. And that fell off. Because I develop a, uh, you know, a, a bond with them. And I think there's a loyalty to your clothing that you should show. <laughs> I do. I don't. I, I, we've talked about it. I don't know if some, some of those hundreds of shoes, you don't get as connected. If you have less possessions and less items in your life, you just become more connected to those few connections and, and items that you have. That's true. It's also a good way to always kind of wear the same shit. And to not have to make just, you know, too yeah, many decisions. Right, exactly. But I, I, th- I know I think you're right. I mean, I definitely agree with the, the less possessions you have, the better. I mean, you should, if you can, every couple months, you should just walk around your house and be like, what, do I need this really? Do I really need this? You should always be paring down your possessions. Because it's so easy to keep building and building and building. I think that's why people feel like they need more and more space. I would say this. If you have a storage unit... Okay. Mm-hmm. And you live in an apartment, it's not you're not doing it correctly. No, you're doing it wrong. You live if you're renting your place yeah, and I you have a storage you. unit, there's just no reason you're playing and you can justify it, you can say, It's only ten bucks a month, it's just a small you just you need to only have the stuff that fits in where you're living or where you're able to live. And you shouldn't be renting a more expensive, bigger place to get you know, I also believe that strongly. Stuff. You should never yeah. live in a space that is bigger than you need. I agree. You know, it's one thing to have a, a three-bedroom house with two kids, but it's quite another to have, like, a four-bedroom huge house and you have an only child. Yeah, yeah. Well, And you never have guests. No matter how many times I ask to come, you are busy. <laughs> or you have too much going on with your software development. <laughs> you know, I was just... This is... It, it's all about choice also, and if we give ourselves too many choices... For example, I was just downstairs, and I was going to mention this on Where Were You? I was at 7-Eleven for about half an hour trying to decide between the 6,000 choices, uh, drink options. I just read this book called Paradox of Choice. I've read that. I was just going to bring that up. What it it concludes, basically, is that the more choices that we have in our lives, uh, the more we actually are frozen uh, and can't make any choice. And, you know, if you if you give someone something for free even and you give them 50 options, sometimes they'll walk away and they'll take nothing because there's just – they can't decide. Yeah, and that's a great book, The Paradox of Choice. You guys should read it. If and you I think haven't. that's one reason uh, why America and Japan might be in a little mini recession or a major recession, too many drink options. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I can see that. That's what I took from that book. You know, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. You know what I th- found the most I mean, interesting about that book, though, TJ, was the idea that our decisions really are uh, the, a good decision maker makes it quickly and just commits to it because 50% of our decisions, all the variables change after we make our decision anyway. So 50% of our decisions are wrong, even if we're a good decision maker. Right. Well, that is the secret to improvisation. I mean, <clears throat> that's my opinion, but I what I learned the annoyance style of improvisation in Chicago is sort of make your decision immediately and figure out a way to make it work and stick with it and stand behind it and don't question it. And those are the people, those are the improvisers, but I think also the people 
that sort of end up, you know, as being the most successful in life because you're you're spending less time wondering if you made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Should you? And you know, some people are built in a way where that creates anxiety. I mean, think of the anxiety that people have just from did I make the right choice? And the more choices you add, the more times they're going to relive that and wonder about it. So that is really damaging, I think, to yeah. society. And it's like that with a forehead beard. You have to commit to it. You can't just you know shave a forehead stash. Yeah, you have to go all the way. Thin strip, just about an inch above your eyebrows. You commit to the decision. Second monobrow. (laughs) Yeah, you commit to the decision. It's important. (laughs) We're moving along to uh, Tweetalize now. Yeah, and uh, you did write, and this is a working title: Tweetalize. 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 I love that. Oh, or. Take it to the tweets. I think you love. It. I think you should just decide that that's the name of it. Yeah, because you love it. Well, Mac McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. TJ, you tweeted the way I see it. Everything, including me, is a limited edition. You are too. Hmm. And I feel like you might have written that during um, your heroin binge. Um, Cash, have you seen Deer Hunter? <laughs> Oh, no. You know, I know there's a moment when Bobby De Niro and Meryl Streep are talking about, well, they're trying to talk about the war. And, well, Meryl realizes it's better just not to bring up anything else about it. I feel a bit like Bobby De Niro in that moment. Have you seen Deer Hunter? You have or you haven't? I have seen Deer Hunter. You have yeah. or you haven't? It's one or the brother. Uh... I don't know, buddy. I think, okay, uh, you could make a case we're all limited editions. I think that's for sure. But how unique really are we? I mean, uh, a lot of people, let's face it, uh, not everyone is a special edition. How about that? I could see that. I think that's maybe the the worst way to spin what I thought was a really, <laughs> a really nice thing. Sweet thing. Because you're sort of wasted and you felt happy towards the situation. Not like that. Like, well, but but I just let's just like, remember. I like that you... Yeah. Come on, buddy. No, pe- Na- most people are not special. Nancy Grace exists. Yes. Okay. Well, she's Therefore, not a person. She's a dog. Therefore. A bulldog of a woman. <laughs> you heard? You keep sniffing out pedophiles when you are one. But she exists. Grace under fire. That's me putting you in an oven. <laughs> Roasted. She Heat it from uh, the top. <laughs> she might be a limited edition, but she's a she's a lemon. She Yeah, exactly. She's a you faulty know? edition. She should be a recall. Oh, Nancy Grace, the recall. Yes. Nancy Grace. Total recall. <laughs> we completely recall every part of Nancy's disgusting, terrible bulldog body, except for the anus, because it's the black hole of true journalism. <laughs> that was good, buddy. Thanks, Fred. I think that was where the show peaked. Right there, for me. I like no that. way. No. I think everybody's a limited. You know, nobody thinks about that. You know, if it's, you're talking about. We are limited oh, edition. Limited edition this, true. limited edition that. And, you know, everything is a limited edition. Everybody is. And maybe that's going back to this idea of possessions. It's like the less possessions you have, the more limited they are and the more special they are. That's what a limited edition is. Mm -hmm. There isn't an unlimited amount of this. That's right. And how weird is it that we live in a culture? Follow me on this one now, Cash. Mm -hmm. How weird is it that we live in a culture where we have to make that special? I mean, how many years ago was it that they're like, we don't have that many of these things, and we can't produce them forever. Yeah, and now, everything was limited. Now you have to say, I mean, you th- you got to think there's there's no end to the Gatorade that you can You're have. You're right. Now you have to superimpose a, a limitedness on it. 
because we live in a world of unlimited to the point of where people are saying, oh, that's limited edition. So that's more special because everything else. And is so what inspired you to write that? Were you just feeling happy? I was on my my uh, 15th Gatorade. <laughs> and I was about to down a 16th and I was like, God, this isn't even. I was trying to remember if you had said a particular sports drink that you were having trouble with at 7-Eleven. And I remember that you didn't. So I, I just went back to the Gatorade. I had to go back to the Gatorade. But yeah, I was on my 15th Gatorade and I said, look, this is too much. Nothing yeah. is special about this. Yeah. I have had 15 right. straight lemon-lime yeah. Gatorades. Yeah. I've, I've puked. I pissed myself. <laughs> it's a weird form of partying. I would have shit, but my anus got sucked into Nancy Grace's <laughs> asshole. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't make any it sense. It makes more sense than you realize, because this ass has got an eye for real journalism. Okay? <laughs> a brown eye for real journalism. Uh, Nancy Grace, you should see the early years. She had a... Her... Um, her forehead beard was so pitiful. Early it would go. On. It went around and became a Fu Manchu. <laughs> she grew it all the way down, all the way down. No, but you know, I think yeah. I was thinking about how everything is unlimited. We are, you know, there's only one T.J. Miller. Thank goodness, and uh, it, that's why I love having you on the show. And I wish you'd come on more because it's you, there is one. There's only one of each of us that's true, and 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 most of us have at least one super unique quality. Well, I'm always available, and I'm sorry to hear that you. Um, you know, I'm starting to hear that you you didn't get Steve Martin on. It's I mean, he weird. is an people, icon. Yeah, people just like uh, you know, they say he's my idol. Yeah, for some reason, people just uh, you know they they get intimidated to come on the show. I guess people. I think that's some, you though. Making I, this phone I think that's call. you. No, I think it's but somebody's you. calling them. And but is it not to. is that the voice of you, sort of saying to people? You know, don't come on my show unless you're really ready to be honest. Mm, okay, so maybe I'm, maybe, maybe fact, you're maybe, doing it. Maybe I'm sleep calling people. He's sleep calling. Don't wake me. It's dangerous. Don't wake me. It's dangerous. <laughs> you know, speaking of fashion and speaking of uniqueness, I mm. don't know if you've noticed, but I don't. I don't have much uh, hair left. I'm not a guy with a lot of hair. Now I had noticed that, and that's mo- mostly because I've never looked above your eyebrows since. Finding out that you are able to grow a forehead beard. <laughs> That's how I try to distract people. So now that I do look up a couple inches. But here's yeah. my thing, and this is what I was saying, where you just commit to how you look and you just accept it. Um, and, and this is what I was thinking. I think it's weird when people don't have hair for quite a while and then they just show up with hair. And I think you just you, you need to, even though they may have the technology fairly soon where you could really do it seamlessly and mm-hmm. add hair to yourself... I think you're probably better off just sticking with your look. It would be weird if Michael Jordan all of a sudden showed up with a full head of hair. It would be weird. People would notice if someone like, say, Jeremy Piven just showed up and had hair all of a sudden. People would notice. But he did do that. That was the joke, yeah. Yeah. Partially. But but people would notice. Yeah. I mean, maybe but he... But they didn't. He, I'm, saying that they, I mean, I'm saying he did do that and people didn't notice. I know that I did. But he sort of did it and now everyone's like, oh, he has hair. And I'm saying I still think it's weird. It is weird. I think it's weird. I think you commit to how you look. You, you... But some people don't have the confidence that you have. I'll say that. That's one thing. It's like, I can't blame my buddy who went bald and then got a hair transplant, clearly. You know, everybody knew it. It's like he, you know, he just, he wasn't confident enough 
in not didn't having it make hair. him feel insecure to show up with the hair all of a sudden? I think not as much I as would it would make him to be bald for the rest of his life, I guess. He weighed okay. out his options. So I think it's it's a thing where it's like, yeah, I think I think what everybody should do is strive to be okay with the way that they look and realize that it's not however critical you are on your own looks, people don't care enough about you you know, to really be as critical as you are because people don't care enough about other people. Everybody thinks, oh my God, I have this thing on my face. Was everybody looking at me all day? No, they're just in their own heads being like, do people like my new shirt? I just bought this new shirt. They're sort of focused on themselves. Yeah, I heard a great great quote the other day. It was, uh, when you're young, you care what everyone thinks about you. And... Uh, in the in your middle age, you don't care what anyone thinks about you, and then you grow old and you realize uh, nobody's thinking about you. Nobody cares. And right no now. one cares. Does that change when you're a celebrity? Uh, no, it's. I think I think it's magnified. I think, I think they think about is... you more. They still just don't care, but they think about you more. Maybe, but the the arc is still the same. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're a faded celebrity, people aren't thinking about you at all. In fact, if they do, it's usually to use you as the punchline of a joke or something. Mm-hmm. For the most part, unless you really reach that iconic status. You know, Steve Martin is never going to be... No one's going to... But even... I, I think celebrity just magnifies that exact same roadmap. Yeah, no, I think every celebrity gets old enough where... They're, you're able to make fun of them unless they pull out of the thing completely and are never seen again. And I think that's the way to do it, right? right where, I was thinking know, about that's what Johnny Carson car. did. Yeah, on the he car pulled right out, over. Yeah, you pulled just... out and pulled the plug, and there was no, like, let's make fun of Johnny Carson towards the end type stuff. Isn't that, uh, but isn't that sort of, did Paul Newman do that, do we think, or has he pushed himself on us through salad dressing? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think that's the way to do it. You got to make a decision if you're a celebrity at a certain point and say, you basically pull the shoot. You you got to you got to build up enough money and then you just live, you know, as much out of the public eye as you can. But it's tough because sometimes you can't do that. I mean, if you've got kids, not easy to do. Easy We're going to have to move it along to maskers. This is uh, let's do it. I, I mean, know this, this episode's been, been a little bit more uh, philosophical, but I think people can handle it. I think you guys. I think the listeners can handle it. I think they can handle it. Uh, this uh, uh, is maskers. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, ask the masters. And uh, TJ, we sometimes we get questions about the format for this segment. Um, uh, before you mention that, I, I just wanted to throw out a couple things. A uh, couple people have sent me a few a few notes here. Uh, you know, uh, a couple notes. Uh, the fellow that I, I didn't get this, but the fellow that sent out the cat and the bridal party question, I never did acknowledge him. That was David. Colcagno. What was the question? Uh, remember the cat? Is it okay to have a cat in your bridal party, or do you pull a plug on that relationship? I, I don't never... know. Are you wearing the cat as a fucking mask? <laughs> it's not relevant. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Stop it. That was a whole different type of question, though. That was a that was a genuine mask. I'm sorry. Question. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but he he sent that question at da real white dove d a real white dove. Uh, he sent that question, so we wanted to give him a shout-out. At the real white dub. That ain't no fake white dub. That ain't a black dub painted white. Hit it. <laughs> also, shout-out to Eric Von uh, Riker. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, 
Jonas Polsky, Steve Maison, shout out to them. Steve Maison, Steve uh, Lower Dash, what's that thing called? Underscore Maison, mm-hmm. if you want to Twitter him. But I love the maskers because we get so many great ones. In fact, I think we're going to do a maskers episode next week. In fact, next really? week is Fan Appreciation wow, Tuesday. Wow, that's going to be great. And the 100th, 100th caller next week is going to uh, get to be on the show with me. A guest wow. on the show. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Indeed. The 100th caller next week. And we're going to do all maskers. So that's something to look forward that to. That is exciting. Um, I love our fans. Fans, if you could, if, whoever listens, maybe if you're not fans, the 12 and a half of you, but yeah, if whoever's listening, if you could tell your friends about us, we'd love to get at least uh, 13 and a half people or 14. And, uh, and you know, say you like it on uh, on iTunes. That would really help yeah, I us. I guess if you review it on iTunes, it really helps really us. Help I know us. that we've mentioned that a couple of times. We're going to keep mentioning it and we're going to take more and more time to mention it until the podcast is just simply That's us mentioning. We're just mentioning it. And mentioning would be in air quotes. I mean yeah, completely because to mention quotes. something for 45 minutes. Right. Because we're just trying to have it. We want to we love that there's just a select few of us uh, like a club almost. We want it to be uh, you know really small uh, you know the amount of people listening. Well, we but we'd few, love to we have wanna, a few more people enjoy the show. We'd like to reach other people that it's changed their life. And I know there was a, a, a reader recently, and I know you don't read this podcast. There is actually no reading involved. But I had a reader recently come. To but me a lot of people said, make love to the podcast. It's a great podcast to make love. Yeah, to. and if you're fucking the podcast, I think you need to having sex take with it down the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to ease. Just off. make love to it. Some people actually put on masks for some reason, I, and but gosh. Not funny. What? Simply not funny. <laughs> I had a reader come up to me, and he said, "You know, I I love I love your podcast. It's really changed my life." And I was like, "That is amazing to meet somebody whose life has been changed for the better." And he said, "It hasn't been for the better. <laughs> it's been for the worse." Do you understand? It's made this life. Look at me. I'm painting black doves white. And then he ran into a wall that I mean, he was standing against a wall. All he had to do was turn to the left. He could have run away. He turned to the right, ran straight to the wall, but he was so close to it, it didn't hurt him. He just pushed all the way up against the wall and kept moving his feet. And our podcast caused that. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. I didn't no, I understand it. it at all. I believe it. But I had spent, I'd say, easily two and a half hours trying to pick out a yogurt at 7-Eleven. So I was confused, too. It's a paradox of choice. It's a paradox of choice. <laughs> I talk when I sing, and I sing when I talk. <laughs> Sean R. Bully, uh, this is at Sean R. Bully, writes, uh, Little known historical fact, Thomas Jefferson opened the first four floors of horrors <laughs> at true? Monticello in 1790. And that is a little known fact. I, I hadn't, it uh, is. And but it makes sense, you know, because Jefferson. No, it's not. I just thought it's not I'd a read question. It. It's not a question, you know, but this is the, it's not a question. I just thought I'd let you know. Is it about masks? It's not. Then I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jefferson invented the dumbwaiter. A lot of people don't know that. And I didn't realize that was to transport the uh, whores to the different floors. Is that true? Yeah, and, and or to the different levels of the Neville. No, but that would be trans... I mean, you don't have whores on three levels. There's just Neville. So <laughs> I hope he had two different dumbwaiters, because you don't want to mix your Neville's with your whores. You don't want to mix your four floors not of whores no with your levels of Neville's. Yeah, but exactly. I thought that was interesting. Well, it's actually... And it is a little-known fact... Uh, Thomas Jefferson, the way that he invented the name for the dumbwaiter is he had an elderly waiter sort of bring him his dinner in his second floor study. 
And when he brought it in, he fell because he was so elderly. He fell and dropped the food all over it. And he said, You dumb waiter! One day I will invent something and name it after you. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that waiter had a wrist guard. He did, and Thomas had ordered two steaks <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> he actually ordered a, a steak sandwich yes. with a steak, but instead of bread, two other steaks. On top of a head of a pig. It was basically three steaks as a hat <laughs> for a pig. A pig's head with a steak top hat. It was what it was. Uh, <laughs> well, here's some good. This is uh, Dylan at uh, Ephemeral, E-P-H... MRL. Weirdest time to get an erection while watching Nancy Grace or while watching men's synchronized swimming. Ooh, Nancy now, Grace. Now, this kind of reminds us of, a, of a, a previous triple banger question. The reason I wanted to answer this one is um, I, I that hot tub, uh, you know, that they go into. I know the Olympics are over now, but uh, and it was a fun Olympics, wasn't it? Uh, I was so jealous of the Olympiads. It's a fuck fest in that Olympic village. What? It is a fuck fest. I would. You, that's why you want to make the Olympics. People having sex from different countries, and our events are over. And what are they going to do? They all have sex with each other, hundreds and thousands. I mean, you know, that's what the Olympic dream is. Thousands of people. That's what the Olympic, Olympic dream is to to find a a women's archer from Norway and just <laughs> have your way with her after your event is over. Can you imagine the release? Yeah. And you've got a yeah. I can right imagine there. the release. I'd yell bullseye. <laughs> When I was done with that, Archer. <laughs> a little wordplay, buddy. A little wordplay. It took you a while. It's all I have. <laughs> but, I mean, these these athletes are, are just... It's like Noah's Ark. I don't think they're fucking like that. It's like it's an orgy. It's a virtual orgy in that Olympic Village. No. Emphasis on the virtual. They give each uh, each room in the Olympic Village has... Uh, how many condoms? You've heard this. It's like... 20 or 30 condoms or something, and I, they get used up. Have you heard this? Yeah, no, seriously, I'm not making this up. I don't is know it, the exact amount, but it's... It's like 32. No. <laughs> 32 condoms? No one can eject. They have a sleeve times. of condoms in each room. They actually have a dispenser, a condom dispenser for free. It's one of those racks that fits on the back of your door. You know, yeah, it flips down, it's a rack. like what it you keep your down. shoes in. That's no, seriously, the part of the Olympic, and it's these kids are just having sex. It's just, I just, I just feel like we should have done true. it. We should have been in the Olympics. You and I? It would have been so fun. I feel like we really missed out. I Okay. And by the way, <laughs> any sport? <laughs> this diving, any sport where they have a hot tub where they sit in afterwards? It's highly questionable so, as a sport. Something tells me that that was the original that you wanted to say. I did, not I got out of town. No, no, but then you just suddenly had this flash. You're like, I mean, they are fucking in those Olympics, and we should have done it! <laughs> We should have been Olympiads. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they so. They have nothing else to do. I don't look think it it's up. worth Seriously, it. Seriously, Matt, can you look it up? Amount of I mean, are you serious? You Seriously, please, look it up. Because I'm not making this up. I don't think you realize what's going on out there. I think there. you're kidding. I don't think you realize what's going on. And just the fact that I know the Olympics are over now. Uh, but really, we should have gone out there and been Olympiads. And I'm not saying it's easy. What would you have chosen to be an Olympiad in? Uh, what's what, the what, easiest? Well, I don't know what the easiest is, but I do know that there's a lot of non there's there's a lot of sports that just aren't even real sports. Here's the thing: the, diving isn't really truly a pure sport, or, or gymnastics, or ice any sport where someone's opinion that matters at the end of the sport 
is not really a true sport. It, it's a it's a it's a pageant. It's a contest. It's I'm going to hit you back. You shouldn't have to people vote afterwards. I'm going to hit you back and say, then what is football if it's constantly about the opinions of these referees? Um, the game yeah, well, comes down okay. often to uh, the opinion of a referee. N- not, I mean, there's a score. And, and, you know, my biggest problem with football is they throw a flag and you're not sure if the play counted or not. And that's the problem with these sports where there are judges. There should be a judge in a sport at the end of the event. Yeah. Maybe not at the end. That's what I'm saying. When you have to find out and look up at a board and find out what the election results are, yeah. then that's not as pure a sport as just knowing in the moment you won. Right. I mean, I think yeah, I could agree with that. You know, okay, but I thanks, think buddy. for me, thanks it's for shot, giving me one point. For me, it's shot put. It's very pure. Yeah, and you would throw the shot put. Yeah, like just throw a rock. It's a pure sport. Well, you can practice at home. It's so easy to practice. Yeah, you just get a heavy object, you throw it. Don't use kids. You ready? Yeah, yeah. This is from Jezebel dot com. Yeah, it's a sex blog. <laughs> I was on it earlier. I'm not joking. <laughs> All right. You know why? Because there's a bestiality reference to my girlfriend. No. Skittles walrus. Right? <laughs> Google it. Go ahead, Matt. 70 to 75% of Olympians are having sex during the games, ac- I, according to you. Uh, wait a minute. Wait. No, no. This is how H- they Hope train. Solo this said for that. training. That's not fucking official. Who, Hope, Hope, Han Hope Solo? Hope Solo. <laughs> the, the US Hope Solo. A guy who hopes he's Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here, buddy. That's why you're here. Over 45,000 free condoms were distributed at the Sydney Olympics in 2000. 45,000. It's a fuck fest. Which doesn't sound impressive when compared to the 90,000 distributed in Beijing. But it's, 90, no, no, no. it's to people, condoms. though. It's to people. It's not to the... No, it's no this is in the Olympic it's village. To, it's to the village people. <laughs> I, I don't believe any of that. Yes, to the Olympic village. No, 90,000 condoms in the Olympic village. How many people it's are there? It's an orgy. That's what they're doing out there. They're perpetuating the species. So like they're may, they're on, creating Matt, a master species, and that's where I pull the Hitler card. <laughs> uh, you know what? It doesn't say the village. It just says at the Olympics. I think uh, they're handing it out to just people, because so many people come into your country, you don't want them just fucking away at your natives. So I think they're handing out 90,000 condoms to promote safe sex. No, seriously, the village. We're gonna Next episode, we'll talk about it. The village has tons of condoms. We're, we're, we're almost out of time now, buddy. Okay. Um, one more, just real quick. This is uh, Steve Boyar, B- B-O-Y-A-R. And Steve, how often do people call you Chef Boyar? Huh? I mean, come on, buddy. <laughs> At S-Boy-R-3. Do we cook to the kitchen? Throw uh, soup on him, buddy. Yeah. Steve writes, I know there are no chicken facials, but are there turkey facials? And this is a good question. Um, sometimes following a beak job, uh, there are turkey facials. It's called basting. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't get a laugh about that? I know, no. I just, I take it in. <laughs> I just yeah. want it to be a part of my memory forever. <laughs> That's all. Secret whispers. <laughs> you know, Cash, I don't know if you've seen Deer Hunter. Oh, Jesus. But, uh... <laughs> You know, there's a scene where uh, they're all at the bar, you know, Nick, Mike, Tony Cavalli, that guy Axel. He's only in that movie. Stephen Boyer. Stephen Boyer was in the back making tomato soup. (laughs) Bisque. And all those guys, they just felt they felt like they were making memories that were going to last forever. And they didn't know what was ahead of them. That the terrors of the Vietnam War. That's how I feel right now. 
I love you, Cash. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I've had so much fun having you on the show. Uh, I'd love for you to come back sometime. Cash, have you seen Deer Hunter? Yeah, I've. we've been through this. But you have seen it? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, because it's long. Yeah, it really is. It seems too long. It's it's, it's three hours it's, long. It's longer than... If you were to combine uh, Break Into, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. and uh, City Slickers' Legend of Curly's Gold... That would be one hell of a restaurant. Legend of Curly's Gold. Give me a triple steak sandwich, you old lip wrist. Hit it! <laughs> I wish we had a band sometimes. <laughs> thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks for having me. We'll see you soon, I, I hope. can't wait to be back. And thanks for listening to Catching It with T.J. Miller. Now leaving Nerdist.com.